0: to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there guys, it's Sally here with Service Accommodation Secrets the podcast. I hope you're really well. So earlier this week I was really fortunate and very grateful to be asked to present on Kudarat's uh, Property Ladder Monthly Meetup, KMO Property Ladder, so thank you Kudurat, again for that. And I was presenting all about systems for serviced accommodation and trying to give loads of content to everybody, there were quite a few questions I didn't get a chance to answer. but. The whole concept of systems for SA, really like anything I guess, is to make your business run more smoothly and give a better service, a consistent service to your guests but do it in such a way that it works for you and doesn't get in the way because sometimes you don't know why you're doing things so if somebody just gave you all the systems that they used like if i gave you all the systems i use and they weren't quite right for you you can tweak them you don't have to use all of them and um, i've been mentored by a couple of different sets of awesome people for essay systems and i think you tend to take the best of things that work really well for you and that's what we do so essentially for service accommodation you have essentially a channel manager that makes sure you don't get double bookings as you are likely to be aware if you're already in SA but if you're new always have a channel manager is my suggestion and some channel managers do an awful lot there like property management systems the teams can see when they need to go and clean or maintain things but the more i've spoken to fellow operators more experienced, less experienced. So many use other systems outside of their channel manager for a couple of different reasons. One of the main ones is that they have other types of businesses as well. So SA isn't their sole activity. So it's how to centralize everything you do and have it organized, particularly so that your goal and your vision kind of percolate down to everything you do every day. So, you know, your bigger plan comes down to everything you do each week, each day. And also, channel managers and property management systems sometimes change radically in a number of ways. So they might remove certain parts that are integral and make them bolt-on. So Teat did that, for example. They might suddenly become a lot more expensive. They might go down a lot. They might not be that great. So I know people who use quite expensive systems, but they still have all sorts of bolt on systems like we use and all sorts of add ins because they're not getting the data they need. They're not getting the, the view of the business. Cause what your system should really do is give you great clarity on what's happening in your business, how to make it, you know, run really well, how to respond quickly to guests to other clients you know larger companies who want to book or investors or whoever it is your team and so we've developed several systems together based on what we've been mentored on and what we've learned and what's working really well for us and it's something that's always improving and changing it's dynamic you know it grows and one of the things that's really key with service accommodation if you're in it already you'll know is that there are so many things to do that you can find it overwhelming and if you try and do everything yourself particularly without systems you will definitely get this feeling of overwhelm and lots of people i've worked with have felt that and i felt that myself which is why i went on training couple of years ago now, actually, we've had our VA over a year and a half now, and that was, you know, to solve that problem, and also how to scale, you can't possibly scale unless you have systems in place, and you, you know, you need the support from people, so our VA will be able to train other VAs, and, you know, we've tried various other different methods of, like, phone monitoring and things like that, so... I've got a few questions that were left over from the evening because I think I only answered one but I answered it in like a five minute answer so (laughs) there are quite a few more one of the questions was how do you grow your company when you can't afford the team and there's only two of you running it it's like a chicken and egg situation where you want to grow but you don't have the funding to do it and I think one of the really key things to do with SA. So if you think, Oh, I'd really like to have a property manager, or I'd really like to have a PA or a, a full time VA. The way to do that is to step up to it, you know, gradually. So we don't have a full time property manager, but our supervising housekeeper basically would be a property manager if he was full time. And my friend sarah was my work colleague as well for a while and she was well, a long while so when we started until earlier this year she was fantastic so she did the supervising and, and housekeeping and everything and now justin does it he is very part-time because he does other things but when we've got more properties we to have somebody who's less part-time and then somebody full-time So you just have to be able to find the people who have the interest in what you're doing and will run with what you've got going on. But they need to be trained, obviously, in what you've got going on. So everything you do will have at least 10 steps to it. You can write it down as bullets. You can record yourself doing it if it's on a screen or even just talk about it on a video like I'm doing a live now. You could just say, this is how I do this. And then people know, you're just sharing what you do, literally. And the other thing is, with VAs, you can employ VAs part-time. So we started with our VA full-time, actually, because we just felt we had a backlog of things to get done. And it really helps a VA to have full-time hours. And they can learn so much and be so productive for you, doing, well, seven and a half hours for five days and then we had a, an afternoon shift as well but you can have a VA for literally I don't know 20 hours a week 10 hours a week and just start gradually and if you recruit from the Philippines or overseas elsewhere some people don't like that but honestly AJ our VA is so diligent and so good and so many colleagues of mine have overseas VAs and I did try somebody in the UK and it didn't work out not to say it won't work out for you because everybody's different and lots of UK VAs I'm sure are brilliant, but our VA is overseas and that makes a big difference to her because she's learning so much with us, so many new things she's learned that she didn't know before. You know, it's a win-win. So I think that's how you do it really. You do it gradually, outsourcing small amounts, so very part-time at first, rather than having PAYE staff. And you'd be surprised how much of the load it takes off you having somebody just working a small amount of hours. Because if you think about it, in a day, how many hours do you spend really productively? I think it said that five hours can be fully productive. And beyond that, we're a bit like we're having breaks. We're, you know, having little um, diversions. We might have 12 browser tabs open on us. screen that kind of thing so you know to be really productive you need to outsource so start gradually so that's that question another one was how do you go about finding the right va and how do you know they are competent for the job so i went through this whole process of recruiting a va that i learned on my mentorship with david and matt at their essay intensive And now I've got my own twist on it as well. And so there are lots of different things, but you basically work out what you need your VA to do. And you have to go back a step from that to figure out what you don't want to do. So what do you want to outsource that A, takes you a lot of time, causes you pain, you don't like doing it, other people might be better at it. A lot of admin tasks can be done remotely so easily. So those are really good ones to start with. You know, even things like bookkeeping you could outsource to if your accountant's bookkeeper doesn't do it yet. Anything like that, listing your property on platforms, just emails and guest communications, uh, all of those things. So the way you find they're competent as well is you have a standard interview process for every person who applies and you filter out people at certain stages and end up with a short list and then you make sure you get to know what their strengths are what their vision is all those sort of things so that you match and uh, there are other little tests you can do and essentially you select somebody and you might find the right person straight away we kind of struck gold with ours but you know you might not and in that case you recruit somebody who is more suitable but there's a whole process you can go to and i would be able to share that with you i've shared that with everybody on my mastermind so If you're interested in having specific help, anybody, my essay Mastermind is online and I share everything there, or mentorship, even more detailed. So Ima, who's working with me still for another six months, she's been with me six months, has got literally all our systems the same. Even before getting a property, she had all of that set up, and a VA. And that's just massive, it's just so huge. Because you might think, well, I don't need systems until I'm up and running and everything's going. But doing it the way we did it is the way a lot of people do it. So you start, I created chaos. It's working just about. But until you put order into that, it's very difficult to run effectively. And you'll find your reviews dip and you'll find morale dips because, you know, you can't be in control of everything. Unless you've got systems, you've got nothing to delegate. And so... I think starting with systems in place is actually quite good because there's another question here. Yeah, how do you find a VA? So as I said, we went to onlinejobs.ph. Onlinejobs.ph is really good and there are certain detailed ways and methods of finding people that I could help you with in detail. But suffice to say that you do screen people according to what your needs are. For example, we needed our VA to be competent with Microsoft Office because we use Word, we use Excel and all those things. You don't want somebody to learn all that from scratch. And it's good if they've got some sort of customer service background as well, but they don't have to know all the systems. You know, we didn't say you have to know Trello, Asana and our channel manager. It's something they can learn and add on. But you can join various types of clubs, so uh, Catherine Turner in the Progressive Community has a Viva Club, I think it's called, yeah. So she can help you find a VA. Steve Day, did training with Steve, he will help you find a VA. Um, my VA actually has colleagues who are really competent and potentially will have some skills that you need or lots of skills you need and so I can help you too so lots of people can help you or you can just go direct to the people or you can look in the UK there are lots of people even if you just ask on Facebook if you said in the service accommodation various Facebook communities how do I get a VA loads of people are going to offer their services or contacts or ways of recruiting them too so there's quite a lot of support and There was one more thing. How do you train a VA? I went into quite a lot of detail, but essentially you record everything you do on your screen. So whether it's in your channel manager, whether it's in Trello or wherever it is, that's one way. You also have bullet points of what you do. You just really communicate all the things you do and explaining on video is a really good medium anyway. I would advise having Zoom calls with your VA, whether they're in the UK or not, because obviously we're all using Zoom these days anyway, because then you get to know each other and start to understand each other and what's important to each other and you build a rapport and a relationship a lot better. But it helps you with your training because if it's all just completely distant and they don't know anything about you, where you're coming from, wherever they are from, then it's just harder to really communicate. So I would suggest doing that too. So that's a lot about VA. So systems wise, we have a channel manager. So we're with Heat currently (laughs) planning to change when lockdown came, but still um, sorting that out. But it works well with the basic version. Anyone who's got it with Automata, not sure that you need it anyway, but that's just my personal view. And so we use that and it actually integrates into a couple of different things. It integrates into Slack automatically. So we use Slack for communications because that also links into Yodel.io, which is a phone VoIP system. And that's brilliant because it means our va can call people and we can do texting there rather than relying on a handset or loads of whatsapping and things we do whatsapp a little bit but not usually it's our new way you know the latest method is really through slack texting so slack also integrates automatically into to keep but it integrates into trello so trello we have our bookings go straight from Tiki into Trello as well. And Trello is where we have our guest dashboard, which we use as well as a guest dashboard where activities happen. So a guest books and then they pay, then their ID is checked, then they're staying. We've got any requests and things prior to that. We have um, a guest form for registration that goes out as well. And that is all in our Trello cleaning board. So our team on the ground can look on their phone at Trello, see what the guest needs, how the beds need to be set up, when the cleaning needs to be done, all of those things, any extra COVID methods that we employ were listed in there quite a while ago. So they're all in there. Any extra inventories you need to do, that kind of thing. And we've got guest FAQs and full property information in Trello. So it's a really all singing and dancing guest dashboard. And it's brilliant because it's drag and drop. So when things happen, although some of it's automated, like the bookings coming in, and when guests have done a guest registration form, that's in Formsite, that's automatically automatically Put into the cleaning for the teams to see and so when the teams can see that that was brilliant and that's automatic because we use Zapier to integrate Formsite and Trello and you don't have to have all these technical things at all but Formsite I really like because we also have our cleaning checklist with photos before and after and extra Covid precautions in there and Although it's quite lengthy to create, we've done all the work so it can be repeated obviously and shared, etc., and created again. But it's a really simple form just on a phone. And so what you're really looking for is for things to have apps. So they're on the phone for your team to use anywhere. You know, even if our VA's laptop went down or something like that, she can use her phone. And um, So apps are brilliant like that. And we also use Asana as the sort of main heart of our business. So we've got our vision in there. We've got our business plan. We've got our whole business activities, different areas of the business. And that all links into uh, daily and repeated tasks, both for myself and our team. So our VA has her own dashboard. And so that has several boards on it. So a bit like if you've seen Trello, it has boards and in asana it can look similar in asana you can either have a list or you can have things that look like a trello board and in fact one of my mentees he has his guest dashboard in asana but we don't really use it that way but you can you can that's what i mean you can make it your own but asana is awesome really liking that we did use some other to-do list type things but the fact is that asana links everything together as i said with your vision and your goals so just because i've given you a bit of background there of what systems we have uh for someone just starting out at what stage do you think i would need to use all the different systems together or are they all needed from the beginning in order to run a successful essay as it seems like many things to run I'm also saying this as I'm thinking about potential costs for someone under 25. The answer is you don't need everything and you don't need everything paid for either. So we don't pay for Asana, we don't pay for Trello. You just don't need to, we're on a very low subscription rate for Takik, you just don't need to have all their bolt-ons. They have some triggers in there that are enough for us essentially and form site we do pay for because we have a lot of results coming through and quite a lot of forms. But equally you could use a Google form and I've designed Google forms for your guest registration. Same for a cleaning checklist you could use a Google form really easily as well and so that's free. We do use um, G Suite, we do pay for that because it's got massive storage so I have things like podcasts and webinars and all those kind of things I upload so they're massive so I really like the fact we have that and G Suite is brilliant for organizing your business storage so our VA can create something upload it on there in a shared area and that means it's all part of our business rather than being on our VA's machines still but we control access to all of our systems with LastPass which is the other thing I would pay for I would get Teams, but if you on a lower budget and you don't want so many users, you could get a different version. But we can have up to five users anyway. So last pass, I would get just because it's password control, and then you only ever have to give one password. You don't have to give millions. So and it's very secure. So LastPass is brilliant for people accessing all these systems you have in order to do things like upload all your properties on platforms and so forth, which is a lengthy task as an example. And so yeah, there's lots of real cost-effective ways of doing this and setting up your systems. And as I say, I'm very much mindful of keeping it as free as possible. Things like Yodel does have a cost to it, but I can get an introductory and good rates for people who work with me as well, which is pretty awesome. But, you know, it depends what you want to do. I found answering services like money, Moneypenny and, and so forth for what we wanted They're quite expensive. I mean, they were and they weren't. So they weren't massively expensive, but really they were literally an answering machine. You didn't really resolve anything for guests and so forth. It was more just like, oh, you've got a message to do this. And it's like, well, a machine could have taken that. And it didn't always work. So I prefer having a system where a real person, whether it's our team, our VA Especially can look at information in our guest dashboard and help a guest directly there and then with that. Um, So, yeah, you can have lots more simplified versions of what we do. And one of the ways, in fact, is Google, I think, is really good because you can use Google Sheets or you could use Excel or something just to tie information together. But Google Sheets is good because it's a shared place that other members of the team could see what's going on. So I would say have a structure in place from the beginning because then you can populate it as you go. Because if you create a kind of chaotic thing, you then have to put it into all these compartments. And... If you haven't done all the steps before, just write down a 10 step bullet point of everything that you think is involved with each part of essay and then create it from that and then adjust it. Because you do need to have a business plan when you start your business so that you know what you're going to do in each area and whatever you project, then you would measure it against what you actually do. So it is a good plan to do that. So yeah, it can be really cost effective. And it's just really sensible to be organised from the beginning. And then you'll have a lot more success scaling up because you just multiply what you do. See, I've got another question here. What are the most effective income generating tasks for your SA business? Because I was saying that you can get really bogged down in operational tasks in SA. So whether it's during a clean or organising your team or maintenance or whatever it is. You know, what guests are doing, what guests need help with, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can get really bogged down in that and you aren't able then to get on with tasks that generate income and increase your revenue. But income generating tasks would be things like meeting up with new clients sort of online at the moment, phoning them, expanding your network so if you've had past clients it's always really really good to keep in touch with them so we've we've just gone a bit mentally busy actually in red hill where we are with our essays and we've got a really nice three month booking of guests who've stayed with us earlier in lockdown and they're just happy so they want to stay for at least three months possibly for monday to friday which is quite nice because it alleviates any issues with mid-stay cleans but they might want to stay full time later we've already got some long bookings going on in our other properties so we're kind of full so getting new properties is the next thing so if you've got time to go and see how you can help landlords in your area help investors in your area or out of your area but people who can see that SA can make money and then you make money together so that is an income generating task is new properties Uh, new relationships, networking, generating more bookings, longer stays, you know, really improving and and building rapport with corporate agents and all the people in the whole SA sector, really a lot of networking because you can really help each other out. So, you know, we've got too many bookings so we can help other people in our area and vice versa you know if you have a double booking somehow be helped by people in your area and you know it's very much a community thing and really noticed that during lockdown we've all really felt SA operators and managers all really pulled together which is great and the other thing that you can be doing is social media content so anything that helps people but also builds your brand of your business and talks about what you do and what's important to you and what you want to do and what you have been doing so a lot of what I do is document in my podcast what I do and what we do in our business in order to help other people because I think you know it's it's brilliant to help others it's such a I don't know a multi-part process isn't it running service accommodation so that's really why I started it. So I think that's the income generating task question. I hope that's helpful. And I think that's all the essay part. Harvey said the systems look complicated, but I think sometimes when you see lots of new systems and it's like, you know, all in your face, it's a bit much. And I think I did find it a bit overwhelming at first. It's like, how does that work? But most of them are actually really simple to work. And there are lots of really effective hacks that you can use in them. People can show you, I can show you quite a lot of those as well. And some of the tasks to set these things up can be a bit daunting because they're a bit mind numbing, if I'm honest, you know, getting data into them. But that's what VAs are brilliant at. They're so quick and focused. So AJ is awesome at all that kind of thing. So that's why it's going to be so valuable to you. Even if you had a VA like six hours a week, it'd be amazing to get so much admin really sorted. You know, how many of you got admin stacked waiting to be done and you just don't want to do it? You have this great resistance to doing it. If you have a VA that would really help you to, you know, I don't know, make more videos to promote what you're doing or see if you can help people. So all of those hours freed up means that you can do the more fun things too. And I think there's one more question here. Ah, how do you deal with difficult guests? So most guests aren't really difficult. They just needed to help them solve a problem. Um, and timing is quite a good one. So, for example, we had a guest who didn't understand that he needed to upload something from an email we sent him before check-in in order for the deposit to be sorted out. And so we couldn't give access to the property. Guests couldn't check in until that was sorted out because we have found once guests are in a property, their motivation to give you information like uploading ID is basically on the floor. It's not going to happen. So you want to get everything you need before they're there. And that's not to say you won't get payments from people Um, One of my colleagues in the WhatsApp group was saying more guests stayed and there's an increased rate per extra person. And he knew and had proof that more people had stayed. And we've had that kind of thing. And you can resolve it later by saying things like, I'm sure you weren't aware that you'd done this and probably did it by mistake. But, you know, did you realize you were supposed to pay X for this number of extra guests? and so you know it'd be great if we could just get this sorted out and so these kind of things can happen but if you can get people to do things that are quite boring you know if i'm staying at a hotel or or somewhere not lately of course but if i was staying in the service department i don't really want to receive masses of information i just want to know what's where what i've got to do and i don't really want to be inundated with phone calls and things So if you can just make it as easy as possible for people as per your system and get them to do it at the time that they're most likely to do it because later they'll never get around to it, that's really key. So if you have difficulty getting deposits or getting people to sign T's and C's, just be gentle. I'm always gentle with people and say, look, I'm really sorry, but We have to do this as part of compliance or we have to do this as part of, you know, protecting our business and our guests from fraud, all that kind of thing. And if people really won't do those things, you just have to say, I'm really sorry, but you can't stay because we advertise that's part of what we need. So, you know, if you'd like us to cancel your stay, then we will. Now, if they really want to stay, they're not going to want you to cancel it. And if they do want you to cancel it, then you're probably best off without them difficult guests I haven't really had very difficult guests except for we had some people who were cloning cards and other criminal activities on our properties and Pete and I actually had to go in and get them to leave so that's one way to deal with difficult guests we had phoned the police but they weren't really interested unless somebody was threatened or you know likely to be harmed so we did speak to them again because there was some behavior that was potentially not good but yeah you might have to go in and get people to leave if people are difficult it's usually because they are having an issue so maybe if there are neighbors who are difficult because they're making a noise and your guests can hear it it's just all about communication really i would say deal with things quickly and calmly and just be really friendly if you have to offer recompense to a guest then do that I can't remember the last time we had to do that but I have to say when we started our business we had a month without wi-fi and broadband which was just like awful so if somebody has a terrible time and they're really upset just refund them and apologize and maybe give them a free stay to replace it or a discount off a stay if it was really really bad and your mistake but if they're just really picky they'll probably give you a really bad review anyway so i just be quite firm but polite with people who are unpleasant most people are absolutely lovely and they just want to get on with their lives to be fair if you've got an incident with a difficult guest by the way I'm happy to help with those kind of things and in our mastermind, that's one of the things we deal with, you know, because it is something we could go into in depth. But if you've got any questions and you want to join our WhatsApp group, certain things we can just deal with with a few little paragraphs here and there in the WhatsApp group. So everybody learns together. So if you have issues that you want to talk about, or questions you want to ask, you can join. Um, so I think that's most of the questions. Let me just double check. Uh, oh, no, I might have missed one out. What systems are in place for finding SA property? Basically, there is a whole system for that, um, which starts on sourcing and many different ways there are of sourcing. So you can do data scraping from Rightmove and Zoopla, etc. All the different platforms online, landlords, how to source them, all different ways, Facebook, networking. So obviously you used to be in person, could be in person a bit more now, but online a lot. Get yourself in loads of networks, tell everybody what you do. And you'd be surprised how many landlords are out there, especially now, who are having a really hard time not getting paid any rent. And so essay if their property can become available, would be like a dream come true for them. So... We've got various things in place to really let people know how service accommodation in their property could just be a lifesaver. Yeah, there are different aspects and the flow. We have flow charts for things which aren't complicated, but when you break things down into lots of steps, they can look more detailed, but at least it would mean that you don't have to be immensely skilled to follow a new system you just have to follow each step and just do it so people have to just be dedicated at following steps and not miss them out and then that's really helpful so yes system for everything and a system for all areas of your business but the guest experience and the operation side tends to be the one that is very time consuming especially when you're new and setting up once you've got it all flowing you know things like linen etc then it all fits together really well and most of it's business as usual and then you have a few exceptions and random stuff and you add in new processes once you've got that new experience all sorted out into a procedure so everything you do has a process if you think about it everything you do in life and you just chunk that down so i think that's all the extra questions so if you were at the meetup with Kudura and myself Claudine and Jack then it was great to see you there everybody and if you ask questions I hope that's helpful and I look forward to seeing you next time have a great week take care sharing the secrets of success